it whole. Amen? Why? Why? Because this is how it works. With a heart, you believe unto this righteousness. And with a mouth, confession is made unto the salvation and the deliverance and the wholeness. What am I saying? The point is, you must declare the victories that come out of the sacrifice. Amen? You are authorized to do that. Now, in Colossians chapter 2, let's just flip over there. And in a little while, we're going to go into some exercising. Amen? So you could be, and you're going to be doing some confessions and declaring that more than you've probably ever done before in this place. So begin to clear up your, um, your vocal chambers. <laughs> All right. Colossians chapter 2. You see, now the sacrifice of Christ, of course, you know the eight aspects and so on and so forth. But it's not just what Jesus did for us and for our benefit. It is also what God did with us in him. And that is so critical and significant. Amen? Colossians 2 verse 12 says, and let me say this. It's like here you are, wherever, when Jesus went to that cross, you were with him. And everything he did, you were in him. You were with him. And he was doing it on your behalf. He was doing it for you, not for himself. He didn't have to defeat the devil. <laughs> he already had authority over him. But he did it for you and I. So what was happening? What was happening when we were in him? You got to see everything he did. He is doing it with you in him and he's doing it for you. So it says in, Col in Colossians 2 verse 12 that you were buried with Christ in baptism wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who had raised him from the dead. So he was raised, you were raised. And you being dead in the sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, had he quickened together, he made you alive together with him. And he forgave you all your trespasses. And he blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. All the laws and the do not and the does not, which were contrary to us. And he took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled, spoiled principalities and powers that means what having disarmed having defeated the enemy and making a big display of it publicly having disarmed principalities and powers he made a show openly triumphing over them in it now when he did that you were in him so when he defeated the devil you were in him and his victory over the devil is yours and God wants you to take it exactly as that the Bible says you were baptized into his death. And you were buried with him by baptism into death. Romans chapter 6 verse 3 to 6. So all that Jesus did, he did in your place. But he did it all with you in him. And that's what is called the faith of the operation of God. And there was this great exchange. He became poor that you might be made rich. He was made sin that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. He was rejected so that you might be accepted. Amen. And it goes on and on. He was made sick that you might be healed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He has made, and herein is the love of God made perfect. So that he exchanged your life for his life. So that you, the life you now live, it is now the life of Christ. That's how perfect this love, love is. Not only are you forgiven, but the Father says, Hey look, I'm going to give you the Son. I'm going to give you my Son. I'm going to give you his life. Doesn't get any better than that. First John 4, 18. Amen. 
Now, it says, and it is all to the, and that being the case, for that reason, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 2, that I don't desire to know, I determine to know nothing except Christ and Him crucified. In other words, all, what, all that matters is that you are to be taught, it must be the life of Christ being manifest in you and the reality that you were crucified with Him. Amen? Hallelujah. And it says that you and I mature and we grow up when we speak those truths in love. And that's what we're talking about. Speaking, declaring the things that we need to from the various, from the various places in the sacrifice of Christ. Now, as we head in that direction, I want you to, I, I, I need you to, 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 to catch this. When you start looking as to what you are to say and how you are to speak from various aspects of the sacrifice of Christ, some of it will not make sense to your natural mind. The Bible says the natural man, or if you can put it this way, the natural mind does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. They can only be spiritually discerned. So when you are speaking, you are not speaking from the experiences within your physical body or even with your unrenewed mind or with your soul that, is, that still has some issues. You are speaking from your spirit. You are speaking from where you are in Christ. Amen? You are not speaking from a human, from a human dimension. If you try to do that and you try to see it from a human dimension, it don't make sense. You see, the essence of the whole sacrifice of Christ really comes down to this. By Jesus' death, what did he do? He, tried, he more or less came to put an end to you, crucify you with Christ, put an end to you so that, the, so that, those, so that the, the dictates from the realm of the, from humanity and from the natural might no longer rule and dominate your life. But rather you can live out of the spirit so he placed you in Christ so that that would now become Quote, the new law of the spirit of this life that you're going to be functioning in. So therefore, it says in Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10, how he redeemed you out of every tongue, every kindred, and so on, and redeemed you unto God. It therefore says in Galatians 3 and verse 28, that, that, um, that when you were baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ, and, he's and, you, and in him there is no male or female or bond or free or any other such thing. That's the essence of the sacrifice of Christ. The death of, the death of Jesus has freed you from being ruled by the natural life and its limitations. You know what I heard when I was going to say that? This is what I heard. That the death of Christ has freed you from being bullied. <laughs> from being bullied by the natural life and its limitations. That's interesting. <laughs> Amen. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> Right? Hallelujah. Because what is the whole objective? For us to live in this place where it's no longer you, but it's Christ that lives in you. And the life you live is that you live by the faith of the Son of God. Now again, I'm going to repeat. The truths, that these truths that we are about to step into, they are true to God. But they will only become true to you when you begin to speak it in, in creation. Because it's like if you speak it, you take it out of the realm where it's settled in heaven and you bring it down here to where you live. Are you with me? Amen? All right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So, let's begin to, um, to, to walk through some of this. First of all, there is the death or the crucifixion. Now, the, the issue of the crucifixion is a crucial understanding to the whole deal. It is absolutely critical. Jesus' death ended you 
But not only, and then, you see, when it ended you, you were crucified with him, it also ended everything about the you that it ended. So therefore, bam, there is an end to the history. There is an end to, uh, uh, um, um, to any attempt for you to be identified and defined by, 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 by that old life. That's what his death came to do. You shall no longer be defined by any curse, by any violation, by the accusations, and, and, and all of that, and anything that would separate you from Christ. That came to an end. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 basically says, The love of Christ constrains us, and, it, and, it, and we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. You were crucified with Christ. Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? First of all, dead people, a lot of things don't affect them. <laughs> Amen? Wouldn't you say? So you got to see yourself in Christ according to the new man's DNA. Everything, when you want to talk about the dead burial, resurrection, ascension, blood, you have to see it from there or else the not to the natural man, it doesn't make sense. Amen? All right. What are you dead to? Number one, the sin nature. Romans chapter 6 verse 6. You, the old you, was crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20. Everyone else has been crucified. Because when, 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 when in that one died, he died for all. Then we're all dead. 2 Corinthians 5.14. The world has been crucified to you and you to the world. Galatians 6.14. The curse of the law. We just read a little while ago there in Colossians where it says the handwriting that was against you was nailed to his cross. You are dead to the law. Right? Now, does it mean the law doesn't exist? Does it mean the world doesn't exist? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means that you are dead to it and it is not to have the voice and the authority and the rule over your life. Amen? So, let's make some... And here's where we're going to go now. I'm going to teach you one of these points and then we're going to make a confession together. Amen? And I want you to declare it. You make sure that yours, that you hear, your inner ear hear it. You make sure that the devil hears it. You make sure that God hear it. And the person next to you. Amen? So let's say this right now. This is, this is regarding death. Amen? And you're speaking this. You, you, you're writing this on the tablet of your heart. Say, by the love of God, love of God. and the authority of the blood. I judge every man dead in Christ. I cannot be manipulated nor intimidated. I am dead to self, self-identity, self-reliance, and even self-will. I live for the will of God. I cannot be offended. No, your spirit man can't be offended. No, you got to let your soul man know that uh-uh, he's not in charge. He might feel offended, but you, you not, you're not in charge. I'm not listening to you. I cannot be offended, therefore you be quiet. Hallelujah. I say, I'm dead to the law. And the works, they have no claim on me. The sin nature, pride, selfish motivation, they do not rule me. I do not conform to the world. Christ is my life. And he is my righteousness. Amen. Now the issue of burial. 
The thing about burial is not only is the person dead, but you get rid of the body. Amen? <laughs> so, um, that old life is gone. And, 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 and now what you have is this new man. So let's just simply just make this declaration regarding burial. Say this with me. My old life, with all of its history, was buried with Christ and has no voice to me. All things have become new. All things have passed away. Now all things are of God. I do not remember the former things. All things have become new. I have no history except for where I came from in God. Amen. All right, resurrection. I want to combine resurrection and ascension. Now the reality of resurrection and ascension is this. The life that you now live is the life of Christ. And we could end it right there. That's the reality of resurrection and, and, and ascension. So that as Jesus is, so are you in this world. And you are therefore to be as he is in this world. The Bible says that if you, that if, that, that if you, um, that if you want with him, you ought to Walk like him. You ought to live like him. First John 2, 6. We are no longer to live as mere men. Amen? That are separated from the life of Christ. But rather, we are to be what? Clothed with Christ. Living in the sacrifice. Making no provision for the flesh. You know what that means from Romans 13, 14? It means that to make no provision for the flesh is to say that I'm not going to live outside of the sacrifice. I'm going to live continually in this identification that the life I now live is the life of Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, then, so that, that natural life is limitation, no longer rules you. All things have passed away. All things have become you. Make this confession here with me. Stand for this one. Hallelujah. Exercise is good. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Say this with me. No trace of anything from my humanity is present in my born again spirit no record of history genes race gender generational curse ancestral history sickness poverty physical attributes of any sort or no such thing none of that is in my born again spirit they all came to an end when I died with Christ my new life is the life of Christ I'm justified as if sin has never been. By the offering of the body of Christ, I am perfected forever. I have a new identity. My new identity is from Christ, is Christ himself. I am perfected forever. Blessed with every spiritual blessing. I'm made rich. All that God my Father has is accessible to me. I am sufficient in God's sufficiency. I am the heir of God. Amen? Amen. Let's have a seat. So we just talked about death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. And, um, and appropriating all that is done by the offering of the body of Christ and the reality of resurrection and ascension. Amen? But now, there are weapons that I believe God has given us to enforce those truths. And some of those weapons are found in the next four aspects of the sacrifice. The blood, 
the name, the life of Christ in us, and the promises of God. Amen? Let's talk about the blood briefly. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 says, um, let me, I want to quote that correctly. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24 says, And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks, say the blood speaks. It speaks better things than that of Abel. Hebrews chapter 9, from a verse, um, speaks about 9 and 1 verse 20, speaks about the blood of this covenant that has enjoined you to God. Amen? That has bring God, if you want to put it this way, underneath obligation to every aspect of this new covenant. Every aspect of this covenant is in force. And it's active because the one who made the covenant, the testator, died. Now, a will cannot be enforced until the one that makes the will dies. Well, the one that made his will has already died. So it's enforced. It's enforced. Now, according to the blood, you have authority over the enemy. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. His victory is your victories. Amen? You have an eternal redemption. You have an eternal inheritance. You are forgiven. You are made righteous, which means you're free from guilt and shame and, and insecurity. You stand in the presence of God, um, holy and blameless, without reproach. Your conscience has been purged by the blood of Jesus. You've got a conscience that is born out of resurrection, that lives in the Spirit of God. Every promise is yes and amen and is enforced in Christ in your life. You have access to the holiest of holies and the very throne of God because of the blood. You are healed. You are qualified for every bit of the inheritance because of the blood. Amen? Amen. In him you have redemption and even the forgiveness of sins. Let's make this confession again. Let's stand again. Hallelujah. I tell you you're going to be confessing. Praise the Lord. Amen? All right. The blood of Christ gives me the audacity and authority to believe God in every situation. The blood has purchased my total peace. Everything is reconciled to God. To His original intent. All of the promises in Christ. They are yes, amen, certainty. I live in the atmosphere of redemption and reconciliation. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's remain standing. Now there is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is what gives you authority to approach the throne of God. The name of Jesus is your authority in prayer. The name of Jesus gives you communion with the Father. The name of Jesus gives you authority to cast out devils. And, to, and it gives you victory over the enemy. The very works of God are done in his name. The boldness that you and I have is because of the name of Jesus. So let's say this right now regarding the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus belongs to me. The name of Jesus in my mouth has the power of Jesus himself. I have access to God the Father. My Father. Through the name of Jesus. I have authority over devil and demons. Through the name of Jesus. All victory is mine. In the name of Jesus. I have life through the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's have a seat. Hallelujah. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now the Bible says regarding the life of Christ, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10 and verse 9, having saved, who had saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus when? Before the world began. And is now made manifest at the appearing or the unveiling of our Savior, Jesus Christ. It also says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, to be sober and hope for, uh, and hope for the grace that is going to be brought to you at the revelation of Christ Jesus. In other words, as the more this life of Christ in you is revealed, the more grace will, become, will come to you. Amen? Because grace and peace is multiplied by the knowledge of Him that is in you. Amen. Hallelujah. So the whole objective of this new life is what? It is to live the life of Christ and that life of Christ being lived through you. No longer you that live, but it's Christ that liveth in you. Amen. 1 John 4, 9, same thing. Herein is the love of God manifested. That what? That he might live through us. That we might live his life. That we might function in that life of Christ. And as we function in that life of Christ... 2 Timothy here, verse 1 and 10, um, verse 1, verse 10 says, Immortality and the very hope of the calling, the hope of glory, they are all brought to light. The purposes of God for you, the grace of God, what God has spoken in your life that He wants to see fulfilled, these things come to light to be fulfilled as that life of Christ in us is unveiled and as we walk in that life. So let's make that confession regarding the life of Christ. Say this with me. The life of Christ is now my life. It's my new life. And out of that life flows all the deliverance, all the salvation, healing, and victory that those around me need. The life of Christ is the very purpose of my existence. I reckon myself dead with Christ that I might live the life of Christ. I totally identify with the sacrifice of Christ that the life of Christ would be made manifest in my body and through me. Hallelujah. Amen. The last one. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, that God has given us great and precious promises. That by these promises, we might be a partaker of the divine nature. In other words, here is the divine nature. And these promises are, are telling you what's inside this divine nature. And you can take these promises and partake of what's in that divine nature. In other words, draw it out. Amen? So, let's make this confession. So the promise of God declares what I have. In my spirit, the promises of God declares what's already mine. The promises of God reveals every aspect of the divine nature that is in me. I have all things that pertain to life and godliness. I fight the good fight of faith that I might lay a hold of this eternal life, the nature of God that is in me, by the promises of God. Hallelujah.
Now, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, that no matter what you go through, in all of these things you are what? More than conquerors. How? Through him that what? Now, him that loved us. What does that mean? No greater love has any man than this, but that he what? Lay down his life. That's the sacrifice. Through him that loved us. While we were yet sinners, Christ what? Died for us. The love of God was commended and demonstrated. While we were sinners, he died for us. So we are more than conquerors through him that loved us means we are more than conquerors through the sacrifice of Christ. Now it says in, in um, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 7, He that overcometh, well, this is the victory that overcometh even our faith. Amen? We have victory through the sacrifice of Christ. So Revelation 21 7 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. He that walks us out, he that has confidence in the sacrifice of Christ, stands, remains, declares, decrees, he will possess all things. So, so then, what is the point? We are more than conquerors through the sacrifice of Christ. And he that successfully applies the sacrifice of Christ shall inherit all things. He shall have, he shall manifest, and he shall experience all all of inheritance. How? By recognizing, receiving what is already done, what Jesus has already accomplished, and recognize that what he has accomplished and what he's already done, the Father has decreed it. The Father has already spoken it. The Father has already uttered it. The Father has ordained that this is the life he has for you. So now he says, you make it real to yourself by taking what I've decreed, and you begin to declare it. You begin to decree it. And then watch me, watch over that word to perform it. For God has ordained that the preaching of the cross. God has ordained that, the, that the, when you preach to manifest his word through preaching. God has ordained and God says this is how it works. When you say what my words say, I'm going to cause it to be made manifest so that you can have the experience of the word itself. Because the word has the ability to bring itself to pass but it must be mixed with faith. And the mixer is in your mouth. Amen? The mixer is in your mouth. You got to take the word of God, put it in your mouth, speak it, declare it, and then as you, can, and as you do so, what happens? Then the power of God begins to be revealed, released, and so that these things can begin to be established in your, in, in your life. Say, I have the victory. And I have authority. And I have boldness to speak the word with boldness and with confidence in the name of Jesus. My spirit is a spirit of love and power and a sung mind. I have a spirit of boldness. I have a spirit of diligence. I have a tenacious spirit. The lion of the tribe of Judah is part of the characteristic of my spirit. That's the life in me. It is his life. And in the words of a king, there is power. I am a king and a priest unto God. My words have power. My voice has authority. In heaven. In earth. And under the earth. Because I speak in the name of Jesus. I speak from in Christ. I speak from the sacrifice. That is total victory. My voice has authority. My words have power. They shall not fall to the ground. 
Hallelujah.